Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and... Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. The day after the Alex Smith trade, dominoes have fallen throughout the National Football League. A shocking story last night. We spent most of the show talking about it. Alex Smith getting traded to the Redskins, signing a four-year, $71 million contract extension with Washington Redskins. And now it turns to what's going to happen for Kirk Cousins. Well, don't worry. Because Radio Row today, Von Miller made the rounds telling everybody, including our own JT the Brick, uh, Kirk Cousins should be in Denver. You think Kirk Cousins is the good choice with all the other free agent opportunities out there? Uh, you know, I, 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 I want Kirk Cousins. You know, um, I can say that. But, you know, our organization is uh, ran by Super Bowl championship quarterback. Yes. John Elway, he's going to make the right decision for not only uh, the team, but for the whole organization. He's made championship decisions before, and they've uh, brought us all the way into this point, so I don't expect to, to see a change. 
So there's Vaughn Miller saying, yeah, you know, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love. Yeah, of course you'd love Kirk Cousins. He did that, C.J. Anderson, I think had a sandwich board that he was wearing around Radio Row. What did I tell you last night? Giant picture of him on there. It's going to come down to the Jets and the Broncos. The Broncos will come over the top and break the Jets' hearts. They're coming over the top already with, let's go get Kirk Cousins, let's get Kirk Cousins, let's get Kirk Cousins. But let me throw this out there. As much as you know, I like Kirk Cousins, I think, more more than most people do. The Broncos have to go get him because they can't go through the draft. They can't tell their team again, hey, we got another guy coming. No, no, no. We waited for Paxton Lynch. He stunk. All right. We waited. We got Brock Osweiler back. You drafted him. No, he stunk. Trevor Simeon, you drafted him. A, it was unexpected, but he rose up. And now he stinks, and now we have he's nobody. He's a placeholder. He's, he's not a, your 16-game right. no. starter. He's but, a guy to bridge you for a month. But it's hard to have him on the roster when you're bringing in somebody else to start because he was the starter not too long ago. Last year, he got phone calls for the Pro Bowl a year ago. I mean, How come on. How about that? Yeah, buddy. 17 and 7, he got phone calls for the Pro Bowl. But why, why do you got to mock it? I'm just saying why do you 17 and 7. Syracuse, 17 and 7 is a nice Syracuse touchdown is interception ratio. You, you two plus... You'll take it. You better know, better ratio than any of your quarterbacks have seen in a million years. I, I, I think Jared Jack you. is seventeen and seven. I mean, it's just any time seventeen and seven is generic any in any sport. Seventeen and seven is generic in football. It's worth a lot of money Touchdowns in both of those picks. sports, though. Seventeen and seven is generic in basketball for points and rebounds and points and assists. All right, it's it's generic. It's absolutely generic. Seventeen and seven. That's uh, well, unless you know. 17 and 7 year year and a half record in the NFL that's fine. Okay, 7 and 9 7. But you have to go with Kirk Cousins because you need somebody to come in who is and is still an ascending quarterback that's going to do well with weapons and getting some more oomph on his passes in mile high, it's going to be great. You have to go get him cuz you can't say no. Trust me, I know the rookie we're going to get. But here's my warning about Kirk Cousins. This is the one thing about Kirk Cousins that always stops you from going, boy, this guy could be a superstar. Mentally, I don't know if he's strong enough. Because when things are going well, he's great. And he's fired up and he's four touchdowns and 300 yards or three and one in a week and it's great. But when he doesn't have things going his way, he struggles. He struggles and has horrible games. How is he 18 for 39 Against the Lions, you know, games like that is what Kirk Cousins does. He's not been able to be a consistent enough quarterback, and I wonder mentally, can he deal with that? Now, you're going from, boy, the pressure being a starting quarterback in the NFL, but Washington never really wanted you, so, you know, how much pressure were you really under? Now, wherever you go, you are expected to be the savior. He's expected to walk into Denver if Denver gets him, and Denver's going to be in the Super Bowl. He's expected to walk in and have the Jets in the playoffs his first season. Is he somebody that's going to respond to that? That That's the big question because that's the big, I don't know. That's the big, boy, I love Kirk Cousins, but now in the spotlight of a thousand suns is going to be on him, I don't know that Kirk Cousins is someone to say, yeah, through good times and bad times, I'm going to be even keeled. We're going to fight through the bad. That's my big question about Cousins. Well, he can't be expected to be the savior with the Jets, the tabloids. Now everybody the, can. Everybody's no, 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 no. You, you may have... A bunch of people that decide that that's the angle they're going to try to force down people's throats. But, but what but, talent do you have on that roster? Let me, your let me number one you. receiver is going to be in jail. Here's the okay. <laughs> your number one receiver is going to jail. Face. So here's other the than face. the the back of the fish rag, here's here's how this is why coming to the Jets you're a hero. Picture the Jets as 
the cabin in a horror movie where all the teenagers oh, are getting we killed. Right? Picture that. You're back. You're back that. in this again. Picture, There's the land that. shark ready. <laughs> land shark. Hey, how you doing? Oh! So picture the cabin as where as the jets, where all the teenagers are getting killed by the by the mass killer, by Jason or my whoever it is. Whoever comes and knocks on the door, that's not the killer. Is a hero. You're gonna come save us. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's a guy trying to sell you Amway or if it's a guy who's you know selling knives door to door. And the guy says, "Oh, thank you very much. I'm gonna take those knives and kill these people." Could be Left Shark. Anybody? Well, uh, he he missed the choreography. Yeah, that's Left for sure. Shark is tough. No, I, I get it. The, but that, that that's, the expectation. That's, that's who Kirk Cousins. There, that's there's anybody be, who comes no, to New but York. That's a lot of dopes that don't realize there's still a ton of things missing from that team to be competitive. And by the way, Brady's still waving at you, whether he's got one hand or not. He's still still going, hey, you, you come and come and take it. And then Tannehill, in theory, is back and and ready to roll with, with the Dolphins. And uh, Buffalo may flip a coin to decide whether they keep Tyrod Taylor around <laughs> as you go through it, because that seems like Heads. that's his fate right. there. So like he, so he's two faced now. No, it's They're it's, un- it's unfortunate. He stays around. I mean, they they took all of the offense that he had and they got rid of it. They were either on the Rams or you had Goodwin, who suddenly became a pretty good wide receiver for the 49ers. But for Kirk Cousins, going to the Jets, anybody that's putting expectations year one, they're just kidding themselves. They're just trying to set people up. To, but I'm, not saying, and, I'm not saying it's realistic. I'm not saying it's realistic. Just like I wouldn't expect a guy going up and saying, hey, if you would like to buy your products from this one place, uh, you come in, we're all bloody, someone's killing all of us. You're still expecting that guy to be the hero. I, I always like that your go-to is the cabin in the woods. Ah, I have to go as to the that. guy standing there in the overalls and you're rolling telling him what's going on. That's, that's pretty good. That, I, that's that's what I do in Denver. Like I said, it's in, not realistic. In Denver, obviously, think. it makes sense because you've got a defense built. You've got your wide receivers signed. Anderson had a nice rebound year, so you say, okay, we plug him in and, and we can play. And now Patrick Mahomes takes over one of the teams in the division. So you're thinking maybe they take a step back. You've got the Chargers and sidearm slinging Phillip Rivers another year on the calendar that maybe you can get him. Although Keaton Allen, Justin Frostberg's guy, was all over Radio Road telling everyone he was he was the top wide receiver. Frostberg was Frostberg had all his. He kept calling the radio stations on Radio Row after Keenan Allen would come on to give his. Stats. Oh, he was on his phone. He was yeah. sending these. No, I was actually there just uh, with a big sign behind him. Oh, there you go. I like that. Just we'll get you, you walk up and, stats. up and down the boulevard doing that. Here they are. But then immediately, <laughs> the, the third team in the in this whole dance, right? It, keep keep bringing up Jacksonville and how brilliant they are. And all. can I? I I'm going to say it like I did yesterday. They're a bunch of bum slayers. Okay, all but four of the teams they played finished in the bottom half of scoring in the NFL, including. Such uh, luminaries as the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals and the Indianapolis Colts twice. Okay, you had Keep Steelers. Going. They Keep gave going. up 27 to the Rams. Keep going. Gave up 17 to the Chargers. Keep going. And, and Baltimore somehow finished as a top 10 offense, which shows you where offense was going this year because people in Baltimore wanted to put Joe Flacco in a box and ship him out of town. So <laughs> you had four games against top, upper division scoring offenses this year. So telling me how great their defense is, sure, they're a bunch of sacks, and and some of those numbers look really, really good. But they beat a bunch of bums. And you know who beat them? You know who beat them? You know who beat them, buddy? Jets, yo. 
One of their wins. So so, so talk about that. They get up 23 to the Jets. So take that as the other destination for Kirk Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. C.J. McCollum had 50 points entering the fourth quarter. He is still at 50. That's some really bad coaching right there. 28 in the first quarter. Let him play. And the Blazers have been boat racing the Bulls the entire game. But C.J. McCollum has not really played that much. Just 29 minutes. I know they're winning by 25. But this always fails to to go through my head. And I understand this. And I go back to when Mike Woodson took Carmelo Anthony out when he had 60 in Madison Square Garden. I'm going to take you out for the majority of the fourth quarter. Guys at the end of their careers are going to look back and say, that night was unlike any time I've ever had it going on in my life. I scored 60, but yet they get taken out of these games. And I get it. No coach wants to be the one to leave a guy in a blowout, and they wind up getting hurt. But this is the equivalent of taking out a pitcher with a no-hitter because he's thrown 110 pitches. It's a no-hitter. Dave Roberts, it's a no-hitter. <laughs> this is this is You play the game to have something like this. C.J. McCollum sat for the first six minutes of the second quarter when he was sitting on 28 points. How do you do that to the guy? The end of his long career in his life, C.J. McCollum's going to go, man, if coach just let me in tonight, let, left me in, I could have got 80, man. I could have broke Kobe's record. I mean, 28 in the first quarter, and he sits for the first six minutes of the second quarter. Six and a half minutes. Comes back in with 5.16 to go before halftime. I don't understand how you don't leave him out there. He's only played really 29 don't. minutes in the game I really don't. at this point. And Look, you take away that first quarter. It's my favorite way people try to analyze that. <laughs> take away that first quarter. The Bulls are just minus one uh, for the for the game. Uh, but you, you have these nights where a guy's unconscious, and we've been watching it here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. That that first quarter was what Clay Thompson a couple of years ago. We had the 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 pleasure of watching that in the studio as well, where he went off with a monster first quarter. You don't see that. That often, and in a game like this, Bulls eighteen and thirty-two, Blazers twenty-eight and twenty-two, and so an opportunity as they're looking towards a postseason, and some of those considerations about injuries start creeping in, and, and certainly play a factor. And I guess when you're up twenty-five, you add that to the equation as well. Just kind of saying, well, we we don't need him tonight, but how often is your shot going to be on? As it was, because we joked about the efficiency of James Harden with his 60-point triple-double, right? It only took 30 shots from the field to get there. Great work from the foul line, but shot very well. Same thing here from McCollum, 18 of 25 and 6 of 9 from 3. So opportunity for something truly special. Not that the 50-point night is not a career-high scoring mark for him and everything else, but... When, when you're talking about the difference between 50 and 60 in the all-time history law you know, fi- around here. 50 that, and that, 60 that is, it. you know, it's one thing. You know, look, and, and Terry Stotts is a guy, you know, they started out the year pretty good, but now, you know, the finger-pointing is going on now, depending how things end for Portland. 50 or 60 is, okay, you know what, we get you to 50 and you're coming out. That that's I understand that part of it. If you're having a big night and you get to fifty and there's a few minutes left in a blowout, I'm gonna take you out. You got to fifty, that's great. But twenty eight in the first quarter, this is like as legendary as it could get for you. 
I mean, you need to play three more quarters and you need 50 more in three quarters to get to Kobe. You don't know if you're getting But what if you get to 75? I mean, really? I mean, Devin Booker, the end of his career, what do you think is going to be the number one thing he remembers when I get 70? It's the one thing you remember. I scored 70 in a game. 70 points. That's what it's going to be. And you took this away from And I don't, I don't understand. And I know, you know Carmelo Anthony, if I said Melo, at the end of your career, what's the biggest regret you're going to have? And he's going to say, well, I, 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 shouldn't, I shouldn't have gone back to the Knicks. Uh, he'll have regrets, but I'll say one thing, and he would say, I wish Woodson would have left me in for more time in that game when I, when I scored 61 in Madison Square Garden because I could have scored 70. I could have scored 75. And maybe that changes things for him. In New York, you never know. You have a game you score 75 points, maybe that changes things for him. But I don't understand why they take it out. years where you don't get the blame for everything that's I going do, on. I, do, I don't get that. I really don't. I know you're doing the Coach 101 playbook, and that's you're coming out, we're winning by 25, it's a great night, and yeah, I'm doing the right thing. No, the right thing, you win a team over by that. Are you, talk, you, will, you know, if things ever get tough for you, you will have your players say, no, he's our coach. He kept him in and let him keep shooting on a night when he was 28 in the first quarter to try to get to 60, 70, 75, 80. That wins a team over. Much like you win a team over when you leave a pitcher in if he's at 120 pitches to throw a no-hitter. The moments like that, you win the team over to your side. I, I look back, look. When Terry Collins left in Yohan Santana for the no-hitter, first no-hitter in Mets history, that may have been the game that ruined Santana because he threw like 130 sure. pitches. But that game, Terry Collins won the Mets over because he left that. No, you know what? This is a no-hitter. You go do it. And that's like, wow, look at what he's doing. Not listening to the front office, not saying well, better he's letting him go do it. the clubhouse of future yeah. personnel moves and certainly how he treats players. Here, you're looking at a Portland franchise that, other than Clyde Drexler putting his head down and running through people, <laughs> often emulated by LeBron James in, in current day NBA lore. I mean, you, you don't have a lot of monster moments for your franchise. I mean, you're going all the way back to Bill Walton for things of great significance. So here's an opportunity. To I thought you were going to say Greg Oden. That was nice of you to not. That was no, that was very I, nice. I didn't. Uh, that was too good. soon. Too soon. Is it really? No, I don't. It's no, too okay. soon, bro. All right, I just, just wanted. He had greatness off the court. But the, the fact is that you look at the, this type of event in the middle of Super Bowl week, NBA could have at least raised their hand for another big storyline here, just like they did with Harden a night ago. I know. Blake Griffin trade two nights ago. I mean, I don't know how you don't leave him in and let's see what he can get. And it, it's that's the right thing to do. Give the fans a thrill. Twitter. Those people paid a lot of money. Can I play that card? No, I hate that card. <laughs> I hate that card. So, no, I won't. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. We talked a few minutes ago about Blake Griffin learning on Twitter that he was traded to the Pistons, which I believe is a tool the teams use to prevent things like, hey, Blake, we're going to trade you to Detroit, and Blake says, no, I'm not going, forget it. And even though he's got a, doesn't have a no-trade clause, things get messy, we're going to make the trade, and then we tell you that way it's tougher to pitch a fit and say, I don't want to go. So I really think that's part of the strategy teams do when they announce a trade and then tell the player. Whenever you think there may be trouble with a player accepting a trade, that's what happens. No, but They'll this- announce it before, so it's, okay, the trade is out there. You can't say no. You can't say this. Yet you look bad. We're making the trade. It's announced. What are you going to do? Say no? And that, no, you're traded. Well, the only thing that, that comes back to is you end up looking like a dope if you cry about it because guy signs a $171 million 
deal and believes the pomp and circumstance of we want you as a lifelong clipper, but doesn't still put the no trade clause in? No, we'll always have you here, Blake. And your agent doesn't put that in the contract? No, I I, I, I can't say it's so they they won't throw a hissy fit. Because like, the, the player's going to end up looking bad, not the organization. They're trying to get a little bit of sympathy, I think, with the, hey, I didn't hear about it. I didn't know. I found out through social media. That's either telling me, hey, you're too busy, you know, when you're not at work to to be dialed into what your team is doing, or or B, you're, you're just trying to put it off as, hey, I'm not the bad guy. Look what they did to me. They did me wrong by sending me away. Players get traded. It's $171 million contract should have at least a limited no-trade clause. Well, you bring that up, and that was a big topic of conversation we got into the other night about why Blake Griffin didn't have a no-trade clause, had his new deal, it was this past summer. And he explained today, as he was introduced as the newest member of the Detroit Pistons, exactly why he didn't have it when he got his $171 million contract. I want to play for an organization that wants me to play there and being stuck in a no-trade clause. It was something that was brought up, but it wasn't something that we actually went about. This is where I want to be. I mean, this is a place that, that wants me, and that's the, that's the type of organization I want to play for. Yeah, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like, yeah, we just missed that. Because he, he said, you know, when my deal was coming up, the whole mellow thing about not being able to be traded because of a no-trade clause you know, was going on, and I didn't want to be a part of that. Um, pretty sure, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, that you could have had a limited no-trade clause just to limit you from the teams you don't want to get traded to. You could always waive your no-trade clause if you wanted to, but when you don't have a no-trade clause, then you have no choice. And I don't know why, if it wasn't that big a deal to him, he didn't put it in. He, I, it, this smacks to me of I'm covering for the fact that we blew it because that's no answer. Well, I, I want to be where I want to be, and if you don't want me, I don't want to be there. Uh, okay, look, I don't know anybody besides myself who ever enjoys being in Detroit over L.A. <laughs> I love L.A., but I vacation Detroit. I, 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 I don't see how Blake Griffin putting in a no-trade clause protected him from getting traded. I mean, I, right. I, I get yeah, it. They say, hey, we got a deal in place for Detroit. And you ponder Detroit. Then I it's go, on your okay. list of places you previously said it's on my list you don't want to go to. It. But, sure. but hey, let's let's do the fact checking. Let's yeah. look at the tax implications. Let's talk about where we would live relative to the, to the arena. All of these things. You can go and do that fact finding mission pretty fast. And then decide, you know what, we'll, we'll release that and, and get out of that part of the no trade. And away you go. It's it seems just that it was bad lawyering and a paralegal might have had to spend two hundred bucks and a bottle of wine. They would have been able to proofread to make sure that that was there. I mean, you explain to them you can have you could have that kind of thing in it and still be okay and still get traded if you you don't say oh well it's on my list. No, you could waive that. I, I it doesn't make any sense why you wouldn't have it. And it it makes doesn't no make sense. you look like a bad guy to have it. No, you don't have to say. And I'm publicizing the teams I don't want to go to. Here's here's who's on my no trade list: the Nets. Who else? Nah, the Nets. Oh, well, okay. Has a very limited no trade. Very limited. <laughs> Sounds like Blake just blew it and was covering. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. 
Who will decide when Tom Brady retires? We now know the answer to that. Giselle, but... Erroneous. Patriots president, Jonathan Kraft, says Tom Brady will decide when to call it quits. In other words, the Patriots have decided Tom Brady is our guy, and when he says, I can't play anymore, that is when we will move on. This shows you, after that ESPN report that came out, that Belichick and Brady don't like each other, Brady won the power struggle over Belichick by getting Bob Kraft to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, and Bill Belichick didn't want to have it done. Belichick and Alex Guerrero didn't get along. Alex Guerrero Guerrero's was claiming that they ban- were high-fiving after yeah. that came out. Yeah, we high-fived after I was banned from the sideline and banned from the team flight. We were high-fiving, really? Come on. Really? All a smokescreen, because everybody talked about that instead of them actually doing their jobs. Tom Brady's power is greater than Bill Belichick's power. As we've seen, Bob Kraft was forced to make a choice, and he sided with Tom Brady over Bill Belichick. This is now how it's going to end in New England, and it's going to be bitter. It's going to be like that that uh, Betty Davis-Joan Crawford feud or, or uh, Jefferson and Hamilton. They want to just be bitter at each other, and, and, and whoever wins is the one who dies last. Is it funny that the Jefferson-Hamilton is the more timely of references? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, although, what was it, a year ago they had the, uh, was Jessica Lange and Susan Sarandon did that yeah, show yeah, for Yeah, no, but that's the show, yeah. but what percentage of our audience would realize that that was actually a show? Thomas Jefferson's I'll always let, I'll let the clock the play the Jeopardy theme while we wait and calculate those three and a half percent that knew that that show existed. Madison, you Madison, Madison, take your medicine. Whereas Hamilton, yes. This is going to be who outlasts the other in New England. Belichick is going to try to outlast Brady and win this war by saying, see, I outlasted you, you left, now I have a new quarterback and I'm winning. So really the credit goes to me. People are saying Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, No, and the credit goes to me. And Brady is going to play as long as he can, try to outlast Belichick, and hopefully get Belichick to say, listen, I'm done I'm retiring, and I'm going to still play and still play great till I'm 45. Or say, I am playing till 45, and that's when I'm going to retire. And I told you when I was going to retire, and it's on my terms. It's like, I mean, it's like the wire. It's going to be like Avon and Stringer. Who gets the other one for? Sorry, spoiler alert. Who gets the other one first? I don't know who Brother Mozone is. Maybe that's, maybe that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe Scott Zolak is Omar. Anyway, that's what's going to happen. They're going to try to outlast the other. So now this marriage in New England, it's like going to be they're going to be in a death grip with each other for the rest of the time they're there because they each want to outlast the other and win this war of Belichick versus Brady. Is this your Jets fandom creeping through? No, because I'm not happy about that because I see want both of them gone. <laughs> no, I want both of them gone because that's when we'll start winning again. I still want to know who all the 12 to 15 or however many people were allegedly talking about this. I want to know who all these – these folks are. I still claim they're like the movie Split. It's all one guy. <laughs> you think it was one guy, different personalities? It's one guy. Calling Seth Wickersham. I got 17 phone calls back in a row. But that's Oh, the, by the way, you just way. spoiled Split, apparently. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> For the Again, anybody that wanted to see it saw it in the first week and a half of release. But that was the end really of that. Do you really think that everybody just made up... I just don't buy that, that after all these years of everybody being tight-lipped that suddenly that many people are speaking. 
So I think it's being protected that here's multiple reports. But it was this year where things got really bad. But, but I still don't buy that in the Patriots locker room or around that organization. Suddenly everybody's got loose lips going, Ooh, you don't know what what's going on. He hates him and it's terrible. And let me gossip some more. Yeah, oh, wait, but, I hear him yeah, coming no, down the but hall. You never know. And with so many people, which is, you know what? Brady or Belichick or somebody else going, you know what? I want this to get out. So I'm going to say no, this. I, oh, I, yeah. no, I've no I heard you're telling you, them that. Now that I'm going to get my side That it might be out. sourced by, from a Belichick party or, or someone that's close to Brady. But I don't think there are 12 of them is Hi. my point. Hi, is this Seth Wickersham? Uh, is this Bill Belichick? No, this is Bob Vanacek. I'm going to have some stories for you coming up next. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Minneapolis, home of the Super Bowl this year, is undergoing a big week tourism-wise. You know, more people are coming to the city. You know, fans of the Eagles and the Patriots are there. NFL fans are there because Super Bowl week is kind of a vacation. That's how people treat Super Bowl week. They go somewhere on vacation. And now at the spotlight on Minneapolis, they don't want to lose this spotlight of, hey, this is a great place to come for vacation. Come here. We have a lot of great things going on. We have the Super Bowl, other things. Now, normally you would go in the summer. You wouldn't go in the winter, but just in case. So Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry, who Honestly, looks like he's about 22 years old. I mean, honestly, he's the mayor. Good on him. When I saw this today, I texted our boss, Scott Shapiro, who is from Minnesota. And I said, dude, is your mayor like 17 years old? And he laughed. He says, no, yeah, yeah, I think he's 36. I'm like, he's the youngest looking 36-year-old guy in the world. Looks like somebody wearing his dad's suit. And I'm going to take a picture. He's younger than Brad Stevens. I mean, that's young. Well, but you go down the road, I mean... You look at Minnesota, they did elect Jesse the Body Ventura governor at one point. I think Zach so why not a looks 36 year old older than man him. out of Oakton, Virginia. So Jacob Fry, the mayor of Minneapolis, put out one of those tourism messages to people about the city. And in the minute message, this is how he ended it, of course, referencing Super Bowl week. <laughs> <laughs> the loser goes on the fire. <laughs> And people would say, oh, there's a fire in Minnesota. Well, I'll be nice and warm. Uh, this is the end. Oh, he said the fryer. Fryer, DJ, the loser into the fryer. Tuck. If you've ever had fried muskrat or guinea pig. Stop playing. the. You know, there's people driving the around. They're going to think they're being shot at. Gotta gotta go buy, fast on the buy, people are shooting at me, man. Buy a musket, I think you're okay. <laughs> Don't you fire till you see the whites of their eyes. Uh, here's the mayor. Here's Jacob Fry. Here. A big welcome to the New England Patriot and Philadelphia Eagles fans. For the Eagles fans, don't worry. We're going to be greasing all the lampposts so you feel right at home. So come on out, have a great time, and make sure you come back to visit us again. Are we seriously welcoming the Eagles fans? <laughs> what a great troll job. Because he actually did say, you know what? He said the magic word. You see the video. No, that's good. And oh, by the way, make a drop the, of that, Tyshirt. Are we seriously welcoming 
Eagles fans. Yeah, the greased up pole joke was fell a bit flat. Though. Well, it's you got to realize in politics, some of this stuff, anything that's scripted in politics is boring. You want to go do? You got to be those, off the cuff. You got to be off the cuff. One of those cheese ball bets. What are we? What are we betting here? Sam I'm, Adams against? Yeah, I mean, like you can't like uh, look, a gift card to the Mall of like, America. Look, what, what, a couple what, of rides on the big roller coaster. When is President Trump at his most entertaining? When he's reading off a teleprompter, the State of the Union, like he was last night, or when he's tweeting? Or just saying something, you know, crazy about Crooked Hillary and Jumpin' Knucklehead Billy and, you know, and, and Joe Bag of Donuts and, and Big Petey and Medium Sized Petey and Little Petey. I mean, that's when that that's when politicians are at their best. You gotta let them just kind of vamp a little bit. You know, that line was written and it was dull. But then that little vamp at the end, are we really bleeping welcoming the Eagles fans? I think that's pretty good. I really wish he would have just said, Yeah, their money's still green. Come on in. And saying the the blank you is is nice and funny, but the the bigger laugh is you're, they're helping your economy. So mm-hmm. turn them upside down and take sure. every dime they have. <laughs> so not that now you're promoting violence, turning them upside down and shaking the money out of there. <laughs> well, is that what you're doing? Claimants are right at the Mall of America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.